Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, today's guest has some positivity to share with us, much needed during these times. He is author Bill DeBarba. Bill is a four-decade entrepreneur. He began the classic back bedroom office business, developing custom software for local companies. His company, Businessware Services, Inc., grew until he had a staff developing products and providing services to a base of loyal customers around the country. In his 40 years of ownership and management, he achieved a great deal of success. One measure of that success is the fact that never in 40 years did any customers resort to legal action to resolve issues. He learned how to recognize problems from the other's point of view and then by engaging them in the process of acknowledging thoughts, understanding feelings, and taking the actions directed to responding to these issues, he helps solve the problem and retain the customer. Bill is an accomplished public speaker with years of experience. His knowledge in business and other types of organizations offers the benefit of being able to focus on your objectives. And if you would like to learn more, please contact him at dbarba at cox.net. And his book is titled The Process of Living, and it provides all the tools we need to change our lives however we wish. And I know I'd like to learn more, so let's bring him on. Welcome to the network, Bill. Thank you, Pat. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here as well. You have a very, very important book for our times. It's called the process of living. And uh, I think we need to know right up front, what is the process of living? I agree. That would be a good starting point. Uh, The process of living is a, a combination of three elements of our lives, thoughts, feelings, and action. If you consider this, our lives on this planet are defined by those three things and those three things alone, how they communicate with each other within us and how they interact is what defines the kind of person we are and how we interact with the world around us. That is the process of living. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to get into the details of all of that, but I'm just curious, what caused you or what prompted you to write this kind of book? Well, it was interesting because you were talking about the 40 years of uh, my business, and I started to see things happening even before then. I started to see things happening that I was saying, oh, what a coincidence. Oh, what great luck or bad luck. And after a while, I said, wait a minute. I think there's something else to this. I'm not sure I'm catching it all. So I started to look into options of learning. I started reading books from people like uh, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, a number of others of the same genre. I attended lectures. 
I really studied it very well, and I started to piece together what it is exactly that we have within us to control our lives. And I mean control our lives. We have the option. It is not dependent upon luck or chance or what other people say or do. We draw it in, and we make it work. Wow. As you're speaking, I'm thinking how important today, right this very moment, that we have the feeling of some kind of control. So you're talking about thoughts, feelings, and actions. It sounds like three separate things, but I'm sure that the components of this process somehow interact with each other. So maybe you can explain how thoughts, feelings, and actions come together. Well, actually, it's kind of interesting because thoughts, feelings, and actions, if you think about it for a minute, they all speak a different language. If you've ever tried to explain in words how you're feeling about someone to someone else who doesn't necessarily have the same understanding of the words, it's a kind of a process that's almost impossible. I have an analogy that I use a lot, and that is, uh, let's say you're eating an orange, and I walk into the room, and I've never seen an orange. So I'm asking you what that is and how does it taste? And you try to describe it to me. Well, it's it's juicy and it's sweet, but it has some acidic. You can talk for hours, and I will not know how an orange tastes until you peel off a piece, give it to me, and I put it in my mouth. Then I'll know. So there has to be an, a communication that takes place between these three elements. But because they speak different languages, it needs a translator. And the translator is our subconscious mind. That is what interacts with all three and passes the message along. A couple of things about that subconscious mind, and people don't, a lot of people don't understand this. It does not make judgment calls. It does not think about or say to you, you should do this, or that's not such a good idea, Bill. It's going to get you into trouble. It doesn't do any of that. It just manages the communication between, it does a lot of other things, but in this context, it just manages the communication between the three elements so that you have the opportunity, and again, it's your choice, where you can get these things synced up together on the same focus, and then things start to happen. Maybe explain to us how we can put these together and how that process can actually have a positive influence on our lives. Well, step one is the actual acknowledgement, the understanding that you do have that. Until you know that, you're not going to be able to put it to use. The interesting part is you are using it. It's part of you. There's no way to get around it. The only question is, are you willing to take control? So how you do that is to start to pay attention to a couple of things. First of all, look at what's going on in your life. Look at what you're drawing in. It's called the law of attraction, which may be one of the most overused phrases in the world. But it is true that the subconscious mind, another one of its roles, is to take whatever it is your combination has communicated and agreed upon and then go find it for you. It's very, very much like having a radio or a TV. There are millions of signals out there. Which ones come to you or influence you? The ones you're tuned into. And that's how you get tuned in. As long as you believe that it was chance, good luck, bad luck, the meanness of this person, the charity of that person that did it, then you're getting no progress because that's not what's going on. 
the only way to really get the benefit of this process is to understand that you have the control. Now, I'm going to take this another step further. A lot of times, what, I mean, the main reason why people don't necessarily believe this is, first of all, it seems like there are mixed things going on. I have this, and then this happens, which is totally different. And so, obviously, it's not in my control. Well, the subconscious mind is passing the message among the three steps, but it doesn't insist that you follow up on it. So you could be thinking something and feeling something else. Now you're giving it a mixed message. So it's going to go out there and do the best it can, but it's going to pay more attention to the feelings than anything else because your feelings are the most honest of the three components. You can talk yourself into doing anything. You can convince yourself to think a certain way. But your feelings, you can't play with. You have those. And they are what they are. You can work on them and try to change them over time, but you can't kid around with them. So your subconscious is going to take most of its attention or most of its effort from the feeling component. Now, the other reason that people don't necessarily understand that the process is doing this for them is even when they have it all together and they've created a goal, I want to do this. And it's a goal a little more complicated than going down the street and getting an ice cream cone. We're talking about a goal that's going to take something. They form a plan, or they should. Start out with a plan. Here's how I'm going to get there. There is maybe one chance in a million that it's going to work out to the plan you thought. There's an old saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. What actually happens is... The subconscious will take what you want, not going to argue with that, but it's going to find it for you. It knows what you need, the lessons you have to learn, the information you need, the experience you have to have to go to what you want to do. Now, your conscious mind may look at that and say, wait a minute, this is going backwards. This isn't what I had in mind. Well, I tell people all the time, don't fall in love with your plan. Adjust. As things are going on being brought into your life and you know you have a, a clear focus, pay attention, trust it, go through the process. It's almost it's sad to know that so many people get within inches of their goal and give up because they don't understand that simple point. So that's basically how you use the process to get where you want to go. Interesting that you said that our feelings are the most honest. I understand that if we paid attention to our thoughts, as you said, like the law of attraction, and paid attention to our actions and maybe took positive actions instead of negative actions, would that then help align with our true feelings? The best way to do it is to find a simple method that will help you get in touch with what those feelings are. We can kid ourselves and hide ourselves from the feelings all we want to. But if you want to get in touch with them, the best way to do it is through a simple process called meditation. There's all kinds of different types of meditation. But the purpose of meditation is to quiet the conscious mind. And in that quieting, the message of the feelings will come through with less blockage, with less interference. 
then it's up to you. Do you want to stay with that? Do you want to move it in a different direction? Do you want to pay attention to the feelings and think about what is it going to take for me to feel differently about myself? Good example. I don't know how many people have uh, read the book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich is a book that's been read by millions of people. I promise you that a very small percentage read that book and actually became rich. Why is that? Well, we have a lot of these feelings that go back a long way. Maybe we don't feel worthy of being rich. Maybe we never finished college. Maybe three generations of our family have been poor. Who am I to think I'm going to do any better than that? Those are the things going on at the feeling level. Even if you're thinking, I'm going to go get rich, I'm going to follow this book and do what I have to do to get rich, if you don't address what's going on there at the feeling level, you're going to be in the situation I said before, mixed messages to the subconscious mind. And a lot of times people get discouraged because they don't understand the process. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. And uh, meditation, again, is something we hear quite a, a bit about when it comes to healing ourselves and and yet i'm not thinking many people accomplish that they might sit for a minute and think oh i can't do this and you know run off and do something else you're right it does happen a lot but i think of it as, as like getting in shape if you think that going to the gym three times is going to do it for you you're kidding yourself mm -hmm. yeah it's if you want to do this it takes practice and it takes time and it takes a trust and uh, but the rewards are enormous i've yeah. been doing it for years and sometimes I don't like what I'm seeing, but I have to admit that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way to sh shut down that conscious mind for a few seconds. Yeah. Just get it to be quiet so you can feel and see more of what the subconscious is giving you from the feeling side, right. the feeling pillar of the, of the process. Boy, don't we need that to shut things out right now and just spend some time looking inward and getting in touch with our feelings and not so much what's out there telling us how we should feel. You know, I do a lot of work around the health side of life. As you're speaking, I'm wondering what physical healing benefits can be experienced by one who is aware of and practices the process. The information that we get regarding our health, whether it's on the Internet or on television or YouTube or wherever it is, can have a tremendous influence on how we feel, what we believe. I had an experience, and you read my book so you know about this. I've had an experience. I had a fiancé who was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. When I brought her in, when we went in together to have her evaluated and went through all the tests, and then the doctor sat down with us and said, okay, here's how it's going to go. We're going to do all these procedures on you, and you're going to feel a little better, but then it's going to come back twice as bad, and you've got maybe two years to live. Great. So now the doctor has established, and, it's, and this is a person who we trust, who we know has knowledge that we don't, and he plants the seed. You are going to be dead. In two years, we take that in, we got that feeling within us, which isn't a great feeling by, by any means, and that is what our expecta expectation becomes. And we don't challenge it because it came from such an authority figure. And sure enough, she was gone in just about a month shy of two years. And as I thought about it, I said, you know, it would be nice if this doctor would actually bring 
her, the patient, into the process. Let her know that she has power here, mm -hmm. that she has a way of helping in the process from the, that he would take care of the medical side, but that she had to take care of the belief, of the focus, of the determination. And people have recovered from these things. Mm -hmm. And I just feel very strongly, I don't have any statistics, I don't know how you'd ever gather the statistics, but I feel very strongly that that comes from someone from within either having a very enlightened doctor or basically saying, I don't care what he said, I'm going to beat this. Mm -hmm. And it may not happen exactly that way every time, but if it's going to happen, it's got to start there. There has to be a belief inside that you know this can be different and then your subconscious will find Oh, I love that because I lived that with my mom. She had a horrible hospital experience, and when she got out, they gave her that standard two-year death sentence. And I don't know if it was her or if it was me or if we were in such sync together. We said, no, nah, this, is, this is not going to happen. We are going to defy that death sentence. And she lived for eight years. Now, you know, again, it was her, it was me, and it was a combination of two people, I think, that just really put our hearts, brains, minds, beliefs, faith, whatever, together and said, we're not letting this happen. So thank you for sharing that. It's not a perspective one typically hears. Well, you know, the fact that you were involved, to have somebody who is, loves you and cares about you the way you did for your mom mm -hmm. just reinforces and supports her efforts yes. to strengthen this. And that's a wonderful story that she went from the prediction of two up into eight years before she passed. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, it is. It was quite a story. It was a very interesting journey. So I appreciate what you're saying. And I hope that we can give this gift to those who are listening to say that there is power and you have it. Absolutely. That's true. So are there any set of circumstances where this process would not work or not apply? The only set of circumstances where it appears that the process doesn't apply is when we don't understand it and we don't take our responsibility. You see, it's way too easy to say, well, I feel this way because she said this. This happened to me because of this set of circumstances. As long as we put blame, we are giving up the control of our process because we are informing the subconscious, I don't have this. They're the ones that are responsible. And the subconscious, not passing judgment, says, okay, we'll let them take over. Now, the problem with that is they may take control of your subconscious. They may take control of your process, but they cannot take control of the results, of the consequences. Those are going to be yours. So when it appears that it's not working, it's generally because of blame. Blaming someone else, blaming circumstances, blaming situations, and blaming yourself is probably the most damaging. If you feel you're your own destructive force, once again, the subconscious, no argument, that's what you want, that's what I'll demonstrate for you. That's what I'll draw into your life to support you. How many times have you heard someone say, I know this is going to be bad. I just know this is not going to go well. And sure enough, it doesn't. And then they'll say, see, I told you. Well, they've just reinforced yeah. the process. They just didn't realize what the process was, and they didn't realize they had some control. They just simply gave it up and got exactly the results they expected. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it works every time, but it may not seem like it works every time based on your understanding of how the process works. 
what about adding to this little uh, subliminal messages or, or positive affirmations? I know I have them all over the place um, posted on my desk so that my subconscious mind kind of is fed that positive information even when I'm not thinking about it. That's good. That's very good. Again, it's kind of like going to the gym. You have to do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, and I talk about this, I, I've done speaking presentation, presentations at prisons. Yes. And one of the things I talk about there are learned behaviors. We get into a situation where we have an automatic response to something, whatever it may be. I mean, we have, we have all kinds of learned behaviors. They're not all bad. There are good learned behaviors. When you were a baby, you had to learn how to walk. You had to pay attention to try to keep your balance and go in the direction you want to go. But over time, your subconscious said, okay, I get this, and put all the signals in the right place, and you stopped having to think about it. But that's happened with encouragement and practice. What you're doing is putting those concepts, those thoughts, those feelings and words that are meaningful to you in a place where you can start creating your own learned behaviors. So just like learning to walk, you reach a point with that kind of input that you don't have to even think about it anymore. That's how you're going to respond. That's how it's going to work. That's what I did in my business. And it helped tremendously to get things resolved efficiently. The knowledge, the knowing that you have to partner with people that are angry with you because they need you. And if you're willing to work with them and turn things around, you'll be successful. If not, you'll spend time in court. Wow, I'm so glad that your experience, that you actually put it to, uh, to words so that you could help others. So let's, let's get back to the, a little bit of the mechanics of your book. There's so many books written on the subject of the power of thought. How is your book different? Well, it's, it's different because it takes into account the other elements. There's a lot of books out there that talk about thought and thought alone. I mean, it's basically here. Train yourself to think this way. And that may work for some people if their feelings about the subject are in line. That's where I recommend the meditation. When things, especially when things aren't going the way, wait a minute, I've been thinking about this. I've read about this. I've, like you said, put up all of the notes. Why isn't this happening? Well, if it's not happening, it's not because of something outside that you can blame. It's happening because your thoughts, as well as you've worked, as hard as you work to train them, have got to be in line with how you truly feel. It's like the example I gave earlier about, you know, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to get rich, but deep down inside, I don't believe I'm worth it. I don't believe I'm worthy. When you have that kind of conflict going on, your subconscious will bring that. And when you understand the process and understand your control, notice I didn't say your responsibility or your fault or your failure. I'm saying your control. Then you are being given a gift. When these things aren't working the way we thought they should, because we've been thinking this power of thought all the time, I'm still not getting there, you're being given a gift. And that gift is to know there's something else going on that I need to take control of and address, and that I can take control of and address. This brings me back to the meditation thing. That's the fastest way to really get in touch with what exactly is going on at this level that doesn't communicate with me in words, 
but I know it's there. I need to understand it. And what is it going to take to soothe and heal that so that it's in line with my thoughts and I really can go to the goals that the power of thought is promised me? Let's talk about meditation for a brief moment here. So the average person, how do they take it from hearing about it to actually meditating? Do you have any little quick tips to say, okay, here's a great way to get started with meditation. Do they need to find somebody to help them guide that? Or is it something we can simply do on our own? Really all of the above. I started out by reading some things about meditation and I learned a few techniques that seemed to be helpful. I, someone handed me a book entitled Autobiography of a Yogi. This has to do with Paramahansa Yogananda, who came here from India in 1920. And his goal was to help people understand that the basic concepts of spirituality in the West and in the East are really the same. When you get rid of all of the nonsense, it, they really are the same. And the key of meditation, so there are meditation techniques that I learned when participating in those services, which we now do streaming, <laughs> not going to the temple anymore. But those are the things that help me. What will help someone else? There are many, many books, many, many techniques of meditation. You may have to try a number before you find one that you're comfortable with. But you'll know when it's working for you when you can get that mind quiet for a little while. That's when you know that you've got the right thing. So some experimentations. There's a lot of primer-type books and training that will get you started, and then you can take it from there. Okay. And just like the rest of the process, if you really mean it and you're really serious about it, you'll be drawn to the right one. Yes, I believe that as well, where you pick up a book sometimes and it's a seemingly a random book, and you flip to a page, and there's a line in there that's just so meaningful to you. So, uh I don't know if it's when the student's ready, the master appears or whatever, but uh, I agree with you. All right. So what is the most important message then as we begin to wrap up that you wish that your readers come away with? I guess the most important message is something that comes from a much higher source of consciousness than I will ever attain. And if you go to the Bible, Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Believe that you have received them. Trust and know. And that's what makes the difference. It's huge. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Is there anything we missed then? I, we kind of wandered a bit, but uh, I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you specifically wanted to speak about today. No, I think we've covered it. Your questions have helped me keep it online, <laughs> and uh, I, it, I appreciate that. But really, when I think about what we've talked about, this pretty much covers it. Good, good, good. We've given a little thumbnail sketch to the book, The Process of Living by Bill DeBarba. So why don't you then share any and all contact information where folks can learn more about you, where they can purchase the book, and so on? Well, actually, the best place to go is the website. And believe it or not, it's called theprocessofliving.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go there, and you have all kinds of ways to connect. My email address, as you said, was tobarbatcox.net. But I have another one, which is bill at theprocessofliving.com. And if you're interested, there are links that will take you 
to Amazon, you can get the uh, Kindle version or you can get the hardcover. It's not hardcover, but paperback. And uh, that should take you to the place where you'll get the most information. I have some blogs out there, which I believe will help. At least that was my intention in putting them out there. And I invite you to read those. Excellent. Yeah, I saw a recent blog post, Does Thought Create Feelings or Is It the Other Way Around? So that's an important one to read at theprocessofliving.com, right? Dot com? That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Theprocessofliving.com by Bill DeBarba. It's D-E-B-A-R-B-A, just like it sounds, Bill DeBarba, The Process of Living. I read the book myself. It's an easy read, but extremely, extremely important and life-changing. And especially for the times that we're in, I highly suggest everybody get a copy of the book, The Process of Living, Bill DeBarba. Any final words before we head out? My final words is to thank you, Pat, for this opportunity, and I appreciate very much your support in getting this all put together. Oh, well, I appreciate knowing you, and I hope folks also pay attention, get to The Process of Living by Bill DeBarbit. You are awesome. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for sharing you today, and we'll uh, have to do more sometime. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. You take care. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Hi there. My name is Gina, and I'm part of a global movement of people who are taking action to protect and preserve this great planet of ours. I would love for you to join us. Meet me at mrsgreensworld.com and engage with us by listening to our dynamic podcasts, reading our blogs, watching our videos, and connecting with us on social media. We are showing up every day as disruptors for good, being the change we wish to see in the world. Take action today and join us. I recently narrated and produced an audiobook for author Joni Dark Shepherd. The book is titled Rio, A Love Story, How My Dog Saved My Life. Most of you know that I was a caretaker for my mom for nearly a decade and also have been rescued by 13 cats, so Joni's book resonated. Her boundless love and commitment to both her mother and sister as they battled cancer was raw, real, and revealing. As the darkness of these times descended upon her, she discovered and allowed the love of her dogs, especially Rio, to light up her life. Joni Dark Shepherd and the honest portrayal of her journey left me crying, smiling, and feeling happy. And isn't that what a good book is supposed to do? A compassionate and passionate read. Get yourself a copy today. Visit Amazon.com or the website joanandrio.com I guarantee it you'll love the book Rio a love story how my dog saved my life visit joanandrio.com the coronavirus arrived and my speaking events got canceled and I had about 40 some of them already lined up for this year all got canceled now this interruption in one-on-one conversations has created a void and a dangerous void at that. 
No longer do I get to talk with attendees and follow up with them after the event. It used to be a great way to meet people one-on-one and they could share their stories with me. I could follow up with them. No longer. So since the March shutdown, I have received an unprecedented number of phone calls from listeners, readers, patients, family members, and healthcare providers who simply want to talk. Health issues have increased while the opportunity to interact with those who can help has decreased. Lack of family oversight in nursing homes, rehabs, assisted living homes, as well as in hospitals has left some patients, especially senior patients, in a vulnerable place and a space with no one to check on them with a trained ear for patient safety. Social isolation, distancing, and quarantines can give rise to the beginnings or the exacerbation of current health problems. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to about their health issues, the state of the world, the pandemic, relationships, their personal feelings, or just need some non-biased advice. So to that end, I want to help by offering you a tax-deductible donation opportunity to talk with me. Or you could share me with a friend in need. And this is how it works. You simply schedule a 30-minute or a 60-minute phone chat with me. You can make your donation either at our website, speakupandstayalive.com, or you could mail a check. And it's $33 for a 30-minute chat or $55 for a 60-minute chat. Now you're going to say, oh, I'm going to spend $33 to talk to you for 30 minutes. Well, it's all tax deductible to you. It's a donation. The $33 for 30 minutes or the $55 for 60 minutes is a donation that's tax deductible to you, where we will send one of a kind handmade pillowcases made by me, naming you as the donor, and I will send them to Case for Smiles. It is a 501c3 Children's Hospital Pillowcase Project, been around for a long time, and your chat with Pat payment will be tax deductible to you. My little disclaimer, always check with your accountant. So it's a very cool way to offer folks an opportunity to talk and or have me talk with someone, a friend, someone you know who may be in a nursing home or a rehab or in a hospital who, or someone who lives alone and needs somebody to just talk to or check in with them. And your donation then is tax deductible to you. So it's 30 minutes for $33. That sends three pillowcases. The tax accountants have decided that each pillowcase is worth $11. So that's how we came up with the crazy number of 33 cents, three pillowcases. 60-minute conversation is $55. It sends five pillowcases, and you and I will have 60 minutes to talk. And you can purchase this or take care of all of this at our website, speakupandstayalive.com, at Chat with Pat. And once we receive your donation and your information, we'll contact you, arrange for a very specific 30- or 60-minute time to talk. All conversations are held in the strictest of confidence. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, Or if you do not have the ability to go online, you can make a check and mail it to me. Make it payable to me. That's Pat Rulo, R-U-L-L-O. And the address is, grab your pencil and paper, 
46 Chagrin Plaza. Chagrin is spelled C-H-A-G-R-I-N, Chagrin, like the river, or much to my chagrin. 46 Chagrin Plaza. Number 103, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, 44022. So send a check for $33 for 30 minutes or $55 for 60 minutes. Put your name on there, your phone number, mail the check so that I know how to get back in touch with you. We'll get back in touch, set up a specific time to talk, and then your donation will be tax deductible to you. So that's my chat with Pat. Hopefully it's a way to allow me to still reach out and speak with people in need, whether it's you, whether you have no need, or you just want to talk to me about what's going on in your life. If you have some medical issues, situations, questions, need advice, want me to put you in touch with some uh, certified patient advocates. Uh, if you want to talk about the pandemic, what you're thinking about that, the state of affairs, political, family relationships, you know, it's up to you. I'm, I'm here. I want to be able to help and be able to support a charitable cause, children in children's hospitals. It's the best I can do right now, given that I'm not allowed to go out and have speaking events. Alrighty, I think we're wrapping up here time-wise, so uh, be sure to come back next week. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. Until next week, remember, it's okay to ask others to wash their hands. You have to speak up and stay alive.